It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's look ahead to Tuesday's game in games, games, plural, in the in-season tournament. It's a daily look ahead. We're updating you on injuries. We're looking at streaming options, and it is Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am also a podiatrist for moths. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We're looking ahead to Tuesday's games. I haven't seen Monday's games yet. We'll do a recap of that later on, but we're looking at the second batch of quarterfinals for the in-season tournament and the ways that we can potentially stream. So let's get in and look at this. This is not going to be a very long show. We're also going to put Nick's legend Rowan Barrett Jr. under the lens. So that will take up a little bit of time on this show because we do have the time on this show to go through that. So let's just give a little bit of an up. Well, you know who's playing. It's Nick's Bucks and it's Lakers Suns on Tuesday. Now, of course, this is a two-game day. The winner's on Tuesday, we'll play on Thursday. The losers on Tuesday will play on Friday. I have been made aware that there is apparently some issue on Yahoo for some people, not for me, because I just checked my app, and it says that there are no games being played today or tomorrow, so the players that are allegedly playing say that no games are there. Please don't worry about that. Yes, it's annoying. Yahoo needs to be alerted. They have been alerted. I am certain that they will fix it. It does not mean that uh, the people run into wild ideas, all right? Just number one, think the first thing you think is Yahoo is wrong. That's your first thing to think. Yahoo is wrong, right? Do that. People go, man, has the in-season tournament been canceled? No. Have they decided they're not can- counting the games? No. No, none of that has happened. Unless something wild happens in the next 10 minutes while I'm recording this. Something has gone wrong with their platform and the games just aren't appearing. The games will appear. The games will count. The only game that will not count is Saturday's in-season tournament final. So when you see the games not there for the guys that you added for today, please don't panic. Don't do anything stupid. Those games are there. Those games count. Those games are real. And they are, we hope, spectacular. So let's look at what we need to look at here. Our injury update for the Bucks. We know Jay Crowder's out, but also Pat Connaughton is out with that ankle problem. And Brad Beal is out for the Phoenix Suns. Not a surprise with that one. And then we've got some statuses that we don't really know yet. I don't believe that Gabe Vincent will be available for the Lakers, so I'm listing him doubtful. Eric Gordon is questionable, but I think that should push closer to the probable tag. I do believe that Gordon will play and that he sat out that game on the weekend with knee soreness because it was a back-to-back. 
Andre Jackson Jr. is officially questionable. There's no guarantee he would even be in the rotation, especially if they do shorten that rotation. And then Rui Hachimura was allegedly available last game. He uh, didn't play, but he will be available for this one, we guess. Uh, so I'm listing him probable for now, but I do expect that he plays. And that's it. That's really all the injury stuff that we need to know for these games. So a little bit of a, uh, a bonus when we, we know who's in, we know who's out, unless something weird crops up in the next little bit of time. That's where we're at with that. That will now, again, because we've just got a lot of time in today's show, we're going to go straight in uh, and straight under the lens and look at the New York Knicks starting small forward, Ron Barrett. Because he was a guy that did feature early on in the season in the buy low, sell high show because he was flying. I went, ah, all right, that's interesting. We'll watch this, but I don't trust Barrett. I don't believe that he has changed until I see him do this for an entire season. And you're going to be stunned. You're going to be flabbergasted. You're going to be absolutely shocked, staggered, stunned, all of those words together. Straggling, right? Did he shit again? Right? No surprise. It's the same bullshit again from Barrett. So let's have a look. How good has he been? Terrible. 244th in minus one rankings per game over the last week. Even in fantasy points, which is the only way that he's able to be useful over his whole career, he's been bad also. 166th, averaging 21 fantasy points per game. This is a little bit different to past seasons, and I'll tell you why this is different. We talked ad nauseum, and I continue to do it because I just can't help myself, All right, about the Knicks' crunch of guards. Brunson is safe. And then there is Quickly, there is Grimes, there is Hart, there is DiVincenzo, and there is Barrett, and there are not enough minutes for all of them. So we saw this a little bit at the end of last season where Barrett's minutes started to decrease, and then he had a pretty strong run in the playoffs, but it has come to fruition. Last season, he played 34 minutes. The year before, 34 and a half. The year before, 35. This season, 29. And over the last week and over the last six games, in fact, he's down under 28 minutes per game. And while we can look at that and go, oh, was there injuries? Was there foul troubles? No, there was RJ Barrett troubles. This is the thing. Like, with the guys that were solid behind him, I didn't even talk about DiVincenzo. You've got Hart, Quickly, and DiVincenzo all coming off the bench, and every one of those guys could and should be a 30-minute-a-night player. They just can't do it. And Quentin Grimes is playing like 20 minutes as a starter. And theoretically, he could be a 30-minute-a-night player. And when Barrett sucks, which is a lot of the time, he's going to get limited. So while he was on that sell-high show, I don't know that this necessarily is a big buy-low moment for RJ, honestly. His advanced stats this season are better. He's by far at his best EPM, plus 0.7. He was negative 1.6, negative 1.4 the last two years. His true shooting is the best in his career. 54 versus 53. His effective field goal percentage isn't quite as good as it's been in the past. Not not right there. But one thing I'll give him credit for is his free throws are up. He's at 85%. He's been a, a bad free throw shooter, bad negative free throw contributor for fantasy all, all his career. But he's up and that hasn't really changed. So he's still shooting those free throws well at, at decent attempts, which is you know, a change for him. But what happened early in the year, he hit 50% from three for a big stretch of time. We talked about there's no way. So when you look at his numbers and he's shooting 39% from three and you see that over the last um, week, he's hitting 17%, or even over the last six games, he's at 26% from three. You go, well, that'll normalize. Like he's a 39% shooter. That'll go back up. Not necessarily. Last season, he shot 31% from three. The year before, 34% from three. The year before... To his credit, he shot 40% from three, but that stands out like absolute dog's balls. That is just a gigantic outlier in his career in terms of shooting numbers. Um, 
he's here thirty four percent career shooter. Like 31 last year, 34, 40, and 32 as a rookie. So he's just been bad every year apart from one. So while the 17 will improve, and it might push up to 30, 31, 32, he's not necessarily going to be good in that area. The one thing I will give um, some level of credit to, not level of credit, or, or a way that we can focus on Barrett and ways to improve, is his rim percentage. But again, I will caution... I'll caution this. He's at 50% finishing at the rim this season, which is fifth percentile, which is honestly horrible. Horrible. Last season, career best, 56.9%, which was still horrible, 25th percentile. He is a dreadful rim finisher, a dreadful three-point shooter, a dreadful steals guy, a dreadful blocks guy, a subpar rebounder and a subpar assist player. That's why he's a terrible fantasy player and he's a horribly overrated NBA player. But we can look at this and go, okay, well, he's a 57 last season. That's still really bad, but can he jump that 50% back up? Well, maybe. Because every other year of his career, 51.7 at the rim, 9th percentile, 52.3, 16th percentile, 50.4, 11th percentile. So again, if we're going to look at that 40% three-point shooting year in 21-20 as an outlier, maybe the 57 from the rim last season was the outlier. Four years out of five, he's been bad. So the threes aren't going to stay at 39%. They're not going to stay at 17, but they're not going to stay at 39. The rim percentage may not go up. So what are we getting out of him? And the fact that he's playing four fewer minutes per game over the course of the season. And if you compare him last year versus the last two weeks, he's at seven fewer minutes. And I don't think that they're going to change that necessarily. There's no way that he's a 12-team category league guy. And I don't think it's a buy low. I don't think it's bouncing back. In fact, I don't even think he's a 14-team league guy. In a points league, I guess you can hold in 12s. But it's getting really close to not doing it. And part of the reason he's been able to be a top 100 points league guy is he would get 35 minutes a night. And he's not doing that. So I don't know that that continues. So while there was a couple of little flashes early on this season from Barrett, it's been bad since then. And I'm not sure it improves. He has, in the last seven games, hit just uh, over 42% from the field once. So I do, I do think there is going to be some level of shooting improvement coming from him. But it's not enough for me to care, and it shouldn't be enough for you guys to care either. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the offers at Fangel, they're there, they're lighting the fire, these offers, they're sitting there going, can I get you a hot drink? Because they're going to keep you nice and toasty inside these offers from Fangel. Right now, new customers get one of these offers. It's $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So, you, if you've been thinking about joining Fangel, you've never been, or there's never been, a better time to do it. You could go and have a look at player props. Maybe you want to look at RJ Barrett's points props and hit the under. You might want to look at the futures to see who's going to win the in-season tournament and say, it's not the Knicks who are the uh, least favorite team. Am I hating on the Knicks? No. Am I hating on RJ Barrett? No. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just trying to provide uh, analysis of these guys. But you can bet whatever you want over at Fangio. Parlays, over-unders, total sides, money lines, props. It's all there. So go to fangio.com slash locked on and get ready for the finale of the NBA's in-season tournament. Fangio's also an official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So that's enough on RJ RJ Barrett for now. Let's look at streams of the day. There's not a huge amount of options available. Obviously, we're going to cascade this down. So just look at this list and see what you get. In 10 teams, Eric Gordon is clearly the guy that I like for Tuesday. And again, if you think the Suns are going to win, Gordon becomes even more important because then you can hold him for Thursday. But that's part of the problem with this week is we don't know who has the extra quality game on Thursday. So the 10-team league stream is Eric Gordon. The 12-teamer is Grayson Allen. They could be awesome streams after your Monday option. But they might be shit. They might be one game. Still worth doing it, though. The 14-team league one is Dante DiVincenzo. Limited chance of him being an option on Friday. Oh, on Thursday, sorry. But they might beat the Bucks. Who knows? And the deeper league one, the 16-team league, is Drew Eubanks. Again, a lot of value in the Suns. Not as much value in the Lakers, guys. But a lot of value in the Suns. And for points leagues, both Yahoo and ESPN... We're looking at guys under 45% rostered. It is Grayson Allen. Yes, like Eric Gordon and Josh Hart are there, but they're above that 45% cutoff, and they would be better options. But that's just all going to depend. Malik Beasley's like 60%, under 60% as well. Like if he's there, he's a great option. And that's one of the things, and we're going to talk about that as we get through this as well. But there's your streams of the day. Eric Gordon for 10, Grayson Allen for 12, DiVincenzo for 14, Drew Eubanks for 16, and for points leagues, which is a 12-team situation, we're looking at Grayson Allen in both of those scenarios. Let's look at the first game. It is the Knicks and the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go to Fangel, actually. Fangel, get another mention here. I'm sure you'll pay me extra for that. What are the current odds for that game? If I can have a look, where are, where are the, the actual odds for that? Well, anyway, the Knicks are plus 1,100 to win the title. So I'm going to guess they're not particularly um, favored to win. Why is the the individual game odds been taken off? Oh, here they are. Uh, the Bucks are five-point favorites over the Knicks in this game with a total of 225 points. I do want to see RJ Barrett, not because I like good basketball. Well, I do like good basketball, but not because RJ Barrett provides that. But I want to see if what changes. Can he start to hit at the rim? Can he hit threes? But in the end, those things are almost immaterial because it's about minutes. And this is a game where you know that old mate Tom Thibodeau is going to want to tighten the screws even more. Does he go to 36 minutes of Josh Hart or does he bump RJ Barrett up? Does DiVincenzo get the run? Because DiVincenzo and Hart have been getting the minutes over quickly Grimes and Barrett the last couple of games. Is that what they're going to run with? We watch. For the Bucks, Bob Portis. He's really struggled. He's not really taking advantage of the fact that Crowder is out. There are a couple of decent games in there. Maybe they push him into bigger minutes. But his defense is really quite poor. He's a great stream option if he's available here. But other than that, he's not really a 12-team must, must roster guy. In terms of stream guys, we do look at DiVincenzo, but it's just any of these guys. If Hart's available, we'll go to him. There's DiVincenzo. There's Quickly. He's like 64% rostered. Um, but DiVincenzo is probably the one that's going to have the most appeal in our 45% rostered or less. And on the Bucks side, there's not a lot. Like Leaky Beasley's the guy we look at, but he's rostered in over 50%. If it's not him or it's not Portis, then it is probably Campaign. Um, and then maybe Marjan Beauchamp. But that is really desperation type of stuff <laughs> to go with those guys. The second game of the day, the Suns and the Lakers. The Lakers are two-point favorites here, which honestly is a little surprising to me. 
I would have thought that the Suns would have been favored. I guess it's at home. The Lakers have played well in the tournament. I, I, I'm looking at that as more of a pick honestly, than a two-point favored Lakers game. So Suns to cover would be interesting. Um, but that gives us, I guess, a level of doubt and pause as to which team advances and which team gets the extra quality game on Thursday. I do want to watch Yusuf Nurkic because he's playing really, really well. He's handling the bigger minutes better. His efficiency is up. He's providing points, rebounds, assists. He's blocking shots. He's doing everything that we thought that he could do over the last four years, but has never been able to. And now it's coming. Let's see that he continues it. Let's see the minutes. Let's see how it all looks against a big opponent in Anthony Davis. For the Lakers, Austin Reeves is what I want to watch because they are running a weird rotation where they are gifting minutes to Cam Reddish and Max Christie and limiting Reeves. Do they play a playoff rotation here? And does that mean Reeves pushes back to 33? Or are they going to run this nonsense where he plays 25, which seems counterintuitive to good basketball, but that's what they've been doing. And then how do they reincorporate Rui Hachimura back in? I don't know. In terms of streams, Eric Gordon is a great one, but Grayson Allen's the guy that hits my percentage marker here, so we love that one. And then for the Lakers, it is probably Rui Hachimura that we can stream. You could consider Vanderbilt if you need defensive stats. I'm just not sure what his minutes load is going to be like. Cam Reddish, maybe if we hear that Reddish is starting and Christie is out of the rotation, but last game they split them all up, so who knows? It's really a tough one to try and figure out uh, overall there, given the uh, the uncertainty around how the rotations are going to run, and that's what makes this week so difficult. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Game Time app. You know what's coming up? Holiday season, Christmas. I think Hanukkah's coming up as well. And sometimes we don't. It's hard to get gifts for people. It's hard to get material items. Experiences are the new gift. Well, they're the old gift, but they're the new gift too. And getting tickets to an event through Game Time is an easy, seamless process. In fact, as Game Time tells me to tell you, it helps you take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has their zone deals. They've got their all-in pricing. They've got their flash deals. They've got all their guarantees, job loss protection, event cancellation protection, the price guarantee as well. So if you find the seat in the same row, the same seat on another site, you get 110% of the difference credited back to you. What a fantastic offer. All-in pricing, no confusion there. You look at the price, 50 bucks, you get it, 50 bucks, done. Sports, comedy, theater, musicals, whatever, concert, it's all there over at the Game Time app. So take that guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, that will bring us now to finalize uh, the show with some streams. In Again, we're going to cascade this through with so few options, it is a little bit harder to do. But we are going to look at 10-team streaming options. Eric Gordon's currently listed as questionable. I believe he plays. He is the number one most likely guy available streamer on the board. Josh Hart is there as well. Um, and then Leaky Beasley at 52%. They are the three priorities. Now, what I would prioritize is who I think is going to win. I would say that Beasley has the best chance of being available on Thursday, so he's one we look at. 
If you think the Suns are going to beat the Lakers, then Eric Gordon and then Josh Hart should push below those guys a little bit harder to expect him to win against Milwaukee. Then we got Grayson Allen. Emmanuel quickly is available in 36% of leagues. So he's a great stream too, but the Knicks problem. And then the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo at 8%. There are quite a few options that you can use. Picking the right one is tough. Beasley is the guy that I like because I do think the Bucks have the easiest chance of pushing through, but who knows? In 12-team leagues, any of those 10 teams that are available, you grab them, obviously. And then we've got a bunch of other guys like Drew Eubanks at 5%, Jared Vanderbilt Bar at 13 um, Isaiah Hartenstein, 4%, Torian Prince, 6%, Rui Hachimura, 14%, and Cam Reddish, 12%. The Reddish one is is tough. The Hachimura one is tough. Prince could lose minutes there as well. All of those Lakers ones are hard. Vanderbilt's hard too. We know Eubanks' role. It's like minimum 18 minutes, maybe 25. And then Hartenstein, we know his role. It's like 17 minutes, maybe it's 25, depending if Robinson gets in foul trouble. They're a little bit safer than whatever the mess is with those Lakers guys, Vanderbilt, Prince, Hachimura, and Reddish. For deeper leagues, we just want to find someone who plays. All of those other ones, we use those first, and then we go to Josh Okogi, uh, Kata Bates-Diop, uh, Max Christie in the rotation or not. I don't know. Uh, Quentin Grimey-Grimes, I wish he would play more, but I just don't think he's going to. Uh, Nasir Little, probably in the rotation, I guess, in Phoenix. And then Cameron Payne, especially if Andre Jackson is out, he might get 15 minutes out of campaign, which in deeper leagues, it might just be enough. For points leagues, we're looking at 50% rostered or below. So Josh Hart is there. Grayson Allen, Rui Hachimura, Isaiah Hartenstein, Dante DiVincenzo, and Jared Vanderbilt Bar. Again, look for the teams you think are going to advance. It's probably Allen there, who's got better chance than um, uh, Josh Hart, and he's a better player than Rui Hachimura. So he's probably your priority there. But again, it does get sticky trying to guess this stuff, and you're undoubtedly going to come undone in a lot of different scenarios. And that... Guys, we'll do it for me today with a quick little look ahead to Tuesday's action in the NBA. I'm not going to say follow this podcast because if you're listening, you already are. But if you're on YouTube, thumb it up. We're trying to hit 70,000 subs. Do that. Leave a comment down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.